ask you a question, all of you. How many of you this new year, you hope to be financially free, debt-free, no more borrowing, no more serving the lender, but just free in Jesus' name, that in the areas of your finances, you want to see increase, you want to be good stewards, amen, you want to be generous givers, I believe this room is full of people that can do that, that can become that, that are going that direction. How many of you this year want to have a better physical body? You want to be healthier. You want to, you know, you want to this summer be able to go to the beach and be excited about it, right? <laughs> you want to be able to join the swimming program at LA Fitness and, and not be ashamed, you know, but you want to be healthy, right? I want to be healthy. We all want to be healthy. We all want to hear one day, how about in church, be servant leaders of this place, find your gifts, your callings, and let God empower you and use you in a supernatural way. How many of you one day want to hear God say, well done, thy good and faithful servant, right? Amen. How many of you want to have a godly marriage? You know, you want to just have an amazing, intimate, strong Christian marriage that lasts a lifetime, amen, that leaves a legacy, and if you're single, how many of you one day want to be married and have a, a godly marriage? And you hope for that one day it's coming. Amen. You're getting ready. Amen. But let me tell you, none of that just happens by chance. None of that just accidentally happens. You're not going to just wake up one day and just roll into it. And it's not going to just happen, right? It's, it's everyone ends up somewhere Few people end up somewhere on purpose. So we need to have a plan, a vision. Our key verse today is found in Proverbs 29, 18. It says, where there is no vision, the people perish, right? You need a vision. I need a vision. Where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint, but blessed is the one who heeds wisdom and instruction. I like this other version uh, or the modern-day paraphrase of this, of this, I would say, where there is no personal vision for your life, you will perish. You will be exposed to shame of a failed life. But blessed is the one that has a vision and fulfills it. Amen. Have you noticed that people go through life without a plan? Right? We go through life without a plan, and there's consequences of no vi vision. If you have no vision for your family and for your marriage, you might end up in divorce. If you have no vision for your, your finances, you might just live paycheck to paycheck the rest of your life. If you have no vision with your body, you might just eat everything you've ever wanted that you ever see all the time and never have a plan to be healthy. I've done that. I've lived that way in the past. Maybe it's you want ministry impact, but if you don't have a vision to, to be a part of a great ministry, to join the growth track, to be a part of a great team, to get involved, to be vulnerable, to be available, to be committed, you'll never see God use you to the full extent that he has for you because you have no vision. You have no plan, right? You, know, you can't just stumble through life and just hope that, I hope I'll get there. That, that just doesn't happen. You gotta have a vision. It's time to have a vision. Amen. Because if you don't have a vision, you're gonna perish. And all the great men and women of God had a vision from God. Noah had a vision on how to build the ark. 
He didn't just say build a boat. He gave them the instructions. All the great men and women of God, Nehemiah, Esther, David, they all had vision from God. Amen. And today, in this year, in the beginning of this year, I believe God's going to give you a vision. He's going to give you a plan for every area of your life. And he wants you to succeed. He wants you to have great success. Jeremiah 29, 11 says he has great plans for you. Plans for you to prosper you and not harm you. But you got decisions and, and you got to follow strategies. And it has to be you that says for this day is the day I'm going to serve God. For me and my house, we're going to follow Jesus. You have that choice. Are you going to follow Jesus? Are you going to live for Jesus? Are you going to do things the Jesus way? Or are you going to do it your own way? I'll tell you, when you do it your own way, it don't work. Because where there is no vision, people perish. We don't just accidentally get to all these dreams that we have and desires we have just on accident. So today I want to talk about mastering the three keys to the God-inspired vision. Key number one, to make your vision a reality. We want to make your vision a reality. Acts 2.17, it said, you know, you've heard it. Young men will have visions and old men will dream dreams. I don't know who's old in here. I think you're all still young. But God's got a vision. If you ain't over 100, you're still young. But God wants to give you dreams and visions. He wants you to prophesy. He wants to give you a plan. He has a future for you. Why do you need a personal plan and a personal vision? Well, God had a vision and a plan. He had a vision and a plan when he created heaven and earth. Can you imagine if he started to start creating the earth and the world and all that's in it, if he didn't have a plan? You know, the Bible says God's a God of order. God is a God of structure, God of systems. All throughout the Bible, you see Moses, whenever he needed to govern the whole children of Israel, the whole nation, he said, hey, You're going to die unless you get some order. You get some system. You get some structure in your life so you can govern all these people. It can't just be you making all the shots and making all the calls. He gave him order. He gave him a vision. When man fell, God had a vision that Jesus would come. He wasn't surprised. Oh, no. I I can't believe Adam and Eve messed up. He knew. God had a vision. He had a vision and a plan for a church and how it would be structured and how it would be ordered. God is a faith God. He creates with vision and plans. And we are a faith people. And God wants to give you a vision and a plan to follow this new year. This is your year. This is the year of purification and fire. This is the year that God's going to burn everything out that's not of you, of him. And he's put his desires and his plans and his purposes in your heart. This is your year. We're going to jump into seven days of fasting starting tomorrow. And this is your year, the next seven days for you to surrender your life to God, for you to make time for God, and for you to find out what the vision is for your life. You all need a personal vision from heaven. Amen. Hebrews 11 says, Faith is being sure of what we hope for, being certain of what we do not see. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed as God commanded it, so that what is seen was not made out of what is now visible. What is vision? What is it? We hear this every year. you got to have a vision. You're like, what? What does that mean? 
I went to church all my life. No one told me, what does faith mean? What is that? Seems like magical words. This is what vision is. It's an unusual foresight, a mental image produced by the imagination, the experience of the supernatural as if with eyes. John Maxwell says vision is the ability to see and have awareness. Vision is, the, is faith to believe that what he puts in your heart this new year, it's going to come to pass. It's going to happen. You will succeed. Amen. You will have a great marriage. You will have a healthy body. You will be debt free. Amen. God's no respecter of persons. He reigns on the just and on the unjust. You do the things and you follow a plan and a structure and get goals and have a vision from heaven, it's going to happen. He's God. He don't change. He don't lie. He don't change his mind about you. He loves you. He's behind you. Nothing can separate you from his love. But if we don't have a vision, we ain't going to make it. We, ain't, we will perish. We need a vision for your home. A vision for your marriage. A vision for your health. Oh, I'm just going to get healthy one. No, you're not. I lost 10 pounds in six days this past week. I'll tell you, it didn't just happen because I, I, a whole year I wanted, to, I wanted to lose 10 pounds. It took me a whole year to finally and, and go to six days, and it finally happened. What, what happened? Oh, I had to get a vision. I had to get a system. I had to get a plan. How am I going to do that? Because it don't just happen. Let me tell you, it's quite the opposite. Right? I want to eat all the cookies. And so you don't go down the Oreo aisle. I know where it is. Aisle three on Publix and aisle 10. And No, just kidding. <laughs> so how do you get a personal vision? Because I believe God's already given you everything you need right now is already on the inside of you. His plan, his purpose, his vision, his desires. You already got it. You already got all the people around you. You already got all the things you need inside of you. You got his glory. You got his presence. You got his Holy Spirit already. There was a story of an old lady in the Great Depression, and she was, her husband had died in the Great Depression. They were broke. People were poor. People didn't have anything. It was, it was miserable, but she kept paying. Even after her husband had died, she kept paying the premiums for his life insurance. And she went into the office and asked the people, how much longer do I have to pay for this life insurance? I've been paying the premiums. I can't afford it anymore. After her husband had already passed. And they said, ma'am, you're rich. You got hundreds and thousands of dollars because he had a plan. He, she had all she already needed. She didn't even know it. You got everything you need to accomplish and do everything God's called you to do. You got it. You got a great church. You got a great family. You got friends. You got this community. You got all you need to succeed this new year. And it will be up to you to decide, am I going to have it all? Am I going to go after it? Am I going to get a personal vision for my life? Can I see it? Do I believe it? Am I going to act on it? How do you get a personal vision? What's your passion? What do you love? What do you love to do? What makes your heart beat? That's probably an indication of something God wants you to do, right? What dream burns in your heart? Jesus said, I've come to seek and save the lost. He had a dream for lost people. What burns in your heart? 
We're talking about vision. What's your personal vision? What's something that brings you great pain? Because pain sometimes is not bad. Maybe it's an indicator for motivation, right? It could be an indicator. I remember years ago when I was so overweight, I could, I'd preach and get tired. Or I, I could barely walk up the steps and I'd, I'd be out of breath. That was an indicator. Hey, something needs to change, right? You go to the doctor sometimes. Doctors ain't bad. They're just telling you what's already happening in your body. Hey, you need to change. You need to stop eating all that food. You need to do something else. You need to get rest, right? Pain can be a good thing. Sometimes the pain in your heart is a motivator to action. Martin Luther carried the pain of the abuses of the church and brought great reformation. Martin Luther King Jr. had great pain because of slavery, and he altered his history. Heller Keller, she was born deaf and blind, and she said, someone asked her this question. What would be worse than being born blind? And she replied, having sight without a vision. You need a vision. This is your year to write it out plainly. And get a plan. What kind of life do you want? Where do you see yourself going in the next few years? What has God called you to do? We got these boards right here. Honey, can you pass me the, my vision board, my little honey bunny, my little, my little Victoria, my butterfly. And then I got my other honey bunny, the queen, and then my other bunnies, my kids. What kind of vision do you have for your life? Hey, we have these as you leave today for you. We want to take these vision boards, and we want to put pictures, and we want to write your dreams and your goals. Hey, I want to have a healthy life. I want to have a good marriage. I want to be free of, of debt, whatever it might be. Whatever God's speaking to your heart. Oh, I need to, I want to be a nurse. Put it. I want to start this business. God needs you to be rich, guys. We need more money to do more things for the kingdom of God. Right? He wants you wealthy. Other people here are wealthy and only know Jesus. Why not you? I had a rich doctor tell me one day, Eric, what could you, God do if you had $100 million? I could do a lot. We could start new churches. We could plant new churches. We could give to more missionaries. We could build more hospitals. We could do whatever for God. What's your vision? Take this today. Take it home tonight. Take it during the seven days of prayer and fasting and, and write out what's the vision what has God placed in your heart? Amen. Habakkuk 2 says this, Write down the vision. Make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it, for the vision is yet for the appointed time. But at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come to pass. It will not delay. Look, hey, you need to write out what you want to see. You know, there's been studies that say 50%, you're 50% more likely to achieve what you want to do if you write it down. Write it down. Take action. Make it plain. What are the stepping stones? What do you need to do to achieve that dream, that goal? Oh, I want to be a nurse? Okay, I need to go and take the test. I need to go apply. I need to go, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Oh, I want to travel this year. Okay, you got to go get a passport. So you go to other countries. So what do you got to do? You got to go to the passport office, right? What is it? Write it down. Make it plain. Put it on the board so you could see it all the time and know where you're going and create a system and create habits to get to where you want to go. Hey, today i got to keep working on that passport. What do i got to do? i got to go online and look up passport. 
and take the next step. You can do it. Keep it simple. Don't overcomplicate things. God wants you to have great success, but it's up to you. He's already put everything in you for you to achieve everything you need in life. Ephesians says you've already been blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Blessing is the empowerment to prosper. You are prosperous people, anointed people, full of the Holy Ghost and power. Everywhere you go, you glow for Jesus. Amen. Then Abraham, God said to Abraham, hey, leave your family. Go out to a new country you don't know. For, for, for like my wife, she came from Brazil. She didn't know this country. For you, it might be from some Latin America. Come, God called you to here. Go. Amen. Write it down. And he said, leave your family. And then I love at the Genesis 15, 5, he said, hey, you brought him outside. He said, look towards heaven and count the stars. If you are able to number them, he said to them, so shall your descendants be. He was 75 at this time. He was already old. He was already, I ain't going to have no kids. And now God's telling him, go outside and look at the stars. He's given him a vision. What God puts in your heart, we want you to be able to see it. And follow it. Amen. And come up with a plan and a strategy to achieve it. Because you can do this. You can lose weight. If I can lose weight, you can lose weight. Trust me. But he said, look outside. Hey, look at the sand. That's how much your descendants. Look at the stars. Everywhere he go, he's seeing what God has said. See what I'm saying? It's going to come. It's coming. It's coming. Amen. Put that board up. Everywhere you can look, whatever you, wherever you pass by the most, you look at that board. That's coming. You can do this. The second key, I like this. Rock your vision with confidence. Or I like this other word for you younger people. Own your vision with unshakable swagger. Is that how you guys think that's cool? My teenage kids. What does that mean? Hey, trust and believe what God has said is it's going to happen, man. No more doubting. No more being tossed. Oh, I don't know if God put that on. I don't know. Yeah, he did. Why would he? Trust. Believe. It's time to get rid of all the negative thinking and all the stinking thinking and all the words that were said against you and all the people that said you couldn't and you shouldn't. No. You can. You will. You're more than a conqueror in Christ. You're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. You're blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ, right? You got all you need and more. Christ, the hope of glory is in you. What else do you need to go out and succeed? You got it. You have it now. It's time to shake off all these things the enemy tells you. You're, oh, you're not connected to your failures. Your failure is not your identity. What you didn't accomplish last year is not who you are. That's not you. Your behavior, your actions, your it's not you. You are who God says you are. You are who the Bible says you are. A son and daughter of God. Good news. You're not your mistakes, but Christ died for your mistakes. So you could be free today. Moses said, I'm not a good speaker, but God used him as to go and deliver his people from the biggest nation of the world in those days. He stuttered. 
other Gideon was like, oh, I'm the weakest. I'm no good. And God used Gideon and 300 to take over it. Do damage, man. Paul, oh, I'm unworthy. I've sinned way too much. You ever thought that? Paul said, I'm the chief sinner of all. Oh, I've met, I made too many. No, you haven't. Moses killed a person. David killed people. And he had affairs. Paul blasphemed God and threw people in jail. Noah got drunk out of his mind. You an addict? You're an alcoholic? That's not who you are. Amen. You're not connected to your failure no more. Oh, I'm an addictive personality. I shop too much. I know, but that's okay. Stop shopping at Target all day. I want to encourage you this year. A lot of people do do goals like I'm going to do this. I'm going to read more. I'm going to get more sleep. I'm going to spend less time on social media. I want to encourage you to start with who goals. Who do you want to become? Who do you want to become? I want to be a great father and a pastor that loves his sheep. Amen. That's who I want to be. I want to be someone that knows the voice of the Holy Spirit, that hears his voice when he speaks. That's who I want to be. Start with who goals. Who do you want to be? Amen. Well, I'm, I've messed up. I've sinned. I'm trapped. No, you're not. That's not your identity. That's not who you are. When you know who you are, you know what to do. You don't have to try to stop something. You just stop. Oh, I'm going to try to be there on time. No, you, you can be there on time. You just got to get up earlier. I know, Latinos. <laughs> Brazilians, worse. Oh, my gosh. Male deals. Brazilians, they're even long. Yeah. But that's not who you are. You're not your culture. You're not your ethnicity. You're, you're one in Christ. There's no male, no female, no Jew, no Greek. There's no Latino. There's no American. There's no, God don't favor a, a gringo or a Latino or Brazil. No. You're all king's kids, the nobility of God. Amen. You all have his spirit. You're all born again. You're all new creatures in Christ. You are all not of this king of this world, but of his world. Amen. Oh, I'm just trapped. No, you're not. I can't change. Look at Romans 6. It says, we know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. Now you are free from your slavery to sin. And you've become slaves to righteousness, to righteous living. You are a slave to doing right things. Amen. Good things. That's who you are. Who do you want to become? A strong leader who believes and helps people? A great mom? that raises their kids, what a noble job. Amen. A great-grandmother, a great-grandfather. Patriarchs of the house that are always talking about Jesus. 
what would the person I want to be do? Start doing that. What would the person I want to be do? When you define what you want to be, then you'll know what you want to do. And do it. Third key, take massive action. When you get a vision, when you get a plan, and you, get, you start figuring out what God's put in your heart to do, act. Faith without works is dead. Do it. Amen. It's a new year of new possibilities, new habits. Successful people do consistently what other people do occasionally. You want to be a great basketball player? Go out and shoot every day. I talked to this NBA player. I called him one time with my son in the car. Hey, how many shots should you take every day if you want to play in the NBA? He said 1,000 shots a day. I knew right then my son's not going to the NBA. He said, I saw his face. I saw his eyes. He was like, oh, man, I want to play Fortnite. You know, that's, it's like, no way. I mean, that's what he said. Successful people do consistently what other people do occasionally. You want success in the spiritual walk and your financial and your physical, relational? You got to do things consistently every day, not just occasionally. Jesus, oh, he was so busy. And, and you say, oh, I don't have time to pray. But Jesus got away from the crowd every morning and got with God every day. He got up early. Paul had the habit or custom to going to the temple and sharing Jesus with people, right? Sean Covey said, our habits will make us or break us. We become what we repeatedly do. That's what you become, what you repeatedly do, right? It's time to do it. And, and this is 40% of our life is on autopilot. We just get up and do the same things. You know, you get up, you go to work, you take a shower, right? You get up and you yell at your kids, get up! Got to get ready for school! You know, you have the same routine. You do the same thing. You get home. I'm going to watch Netflix real quick for an hour. I'm exhausted, and I'm going to send an email, et cetera. If you want to change your life, you got to change your habits. you got to change the little things you're doing every day to reach the goal you want to achieve. So you're going to have to make some changes this year. we got to create a system of habits successfully people do consistently what other people do occasionally. I want to be great in my finances. Well, you got to be great every day. I want to, oh, I want to be a generous giver. Give today. Start today. Tithe today. Start giving a tenth. Start. Start. Oh, I've never given it. Just start today at the end of service. Oh, I want to follow Jesus. Start today at the end of service in just a few minutes. You want to follow him. Make a new commitment. Come to Jesus. Amen. There was a guy in the Bible named Daniel. He had this system. He had this one habit that set him apart from everybody that the whole world saw. Out of 120 leaders, he was distinguished. He had the spirit of excellence. He was picked by, by the king of those days. And it says he, uh, he had these exceptional qualities. And because of that, everyone was jealous of him. They didn't like him because they saw his success. They saw where he was going. They saw what he was doing. And all of a sudden, his enemies, the people that were jealous, they got the king to make a decree and said, hey, for the next 30 days, you only can pray to the king and not to God. But Daniel, this is all he ever did. This was a habit. This was a system. This was the one thing that he did daily. Amen. 
It says, now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows were open towards Jerusalem three times a day. He got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God. Look at what it says. Just as he had done before. What did Daniel do? He prayed. How? Just as he had done before. One small habit gave him identity and confidence and faith. Just as he'd done before. Amen. Never underestimate how God can do something so big through one small habit. Amen. Any part of your life successfully, small, God-honoring over time, change who I am as a husband, as a dad, as a pastor. Start. Do it. Do one thing. Do it consistently. You're going to see things change like never. I lost 10 pounds in six days. It's crazy. It took me a whole year to figure that out. Look, you got to make a habit. Make it obvious. Make it obvious. Hey, you want to, you want to, you're going to go to the grocery store and buy good food this year? You got to make a list because you know when you go to that grocery store, Oh, I didn't know. I, you know, you ever go in the store and you, oh, I got all these things I didn't need. You got to make it obvious and you got to make it easy. If you want to change what you do, you got to change what you see. You want to take vitamins every morning, you got to take that multivitamin out of the counter and you got to put it on the, there. You got to get it out of the, the cabinet and put it on the counter. You want to start reading the book every day? You need to get it out of the bookshelf, and you need to put it on your pillow so when you get ready to go to bed every night, oh, that's right, I'm going to read tonight. you got to make it easy, and you got to make it obvious. Amen. Come on. You can reach your goals. After I make coffee, I'm going to read a Bible verse. After I put my kids to bed, maybe you're going to do 30 sit-ups. After you brush your teeth, maybe you're going to journal one sentence. Right? Never underestimate. Or despise small beginnings. For the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Amen. Take massive action. God's going to give you a vision the next seven days. We're going to give you these boards to take on. We're giving you every tool you need to succeed. You got everything you need to succeed. Amen. Do you believe that? I believe that. You got it. Make sure your vision is a reality. Rock your vision with confidence. It's happening this year. It's happening. And take massive action. Let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah. Let's just bow our heads. Let's close our eyes. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're already speaking to our hearts about not what we want to do, but who we want to become. Give us a personal vision this new year. Start to speak to every heart in this room, whatever, wherever they're at, whatever they do, Give them ideas. Give them your desires. Show them. Give them spiritual wisdom and revelation of all things. That the eyes of their heart 
will be enlightened, that they'll know the hope to which they're called. Give us the plan. And Lord, this week as we fast together as a church, and as we take these boards home today, Lord, let us make time about what you're calling us to do. And let us make it plain. And let us keep it in a place where we see it like the stars in the sky every night. And Lord, I believe this is our year. Lord, that you're going to purify us with fire. Clean our hearts. Lord, I know this all starts and begins with a decision to follow Jesus. Like when those, those fishermen were out fishing and they were just doing their thing, and Jesus said, hey, hey, just follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. Tonight, you're, today you're here and it's a new year. It's the first Sunday of 2024. And today I believe this room is full of people that need to make a new, fresh commitment to follow Jesus. Maybe you need to recommit your life to him. He is the one thing that changes it all, that makes it all possible. He is the way, the truth, the life. All the vision, all the plans, all the dreams, all come through Jesus. You want an abundant life? Jesus said, I've come to give you life, life and more abundantly. It's through Jesus. Maybe you don't know Jesus. Maybe you're here and you walked away. You've never surrendered your life to Jesus. The Bible says when you call on the name of the Lord, you will be saved. Today is your day. This new year, a new start, a new beginning, a day of vision, a day of purpose. You don't just get there by accident. You get there because you make a decision today. Who you will serve? Who will you follow? Whose plan has, who has the best plan? His name is Jesus.